podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have heard, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Amen. And as always, we pray the Lord might bless the reading of his word this morning. Now, if you can cast your minds back just to to last week, we started looking at progress and we were indeed in Philippians just a, a chapter prior to this. Now, what we saw was that Paul was encouraging the church, encouraging us as believers to progress our thinking to progress our thinking, our goals and our desires. This was and is a very timely message as we step into progressing, progressing into what's to come now as we see this new outlook coming out of of, of lockdown and the easing of the restrictions from COVID-19. But... It doesn't mean, does it? Progress does not mean that things are going to be easy or indeed simple. Firstly, and and I think you'll be able to agree, we're all creatures of habit, okay? Science says that if we do something repetitive for long enough, it becomes natural. A new habit is born. There's a a 2190 rule, and let me just say, uh, put this to you. It takes 21 days to make a habit and 90 days for it to become a permanent lifestyle change. It's fair to say that we have had those days. It's also fair to say then that we've probably created Um, a new habit or a new habit or two in these moments that's perhaps developed now because of maybe 90 days into a lifestyle change. And let me put this to you, that may or may not be beneficial to us in the long run. And that really is for each individual to discover. Now, I think that something that would be good for for me particularly is steak to be on the menu on a Tuesday and a Thursday evening. I'd like to make that a 21-90 rule, that it becomes a nice lifestyle choice, that I can have steak at least twice a week. Now, I would put this to you, perhaps, that over the past few days and months, 
um, that a nap at 11 a.m. Um, every day is not really conducive to a good life choice, to living life as we know it. You see what I mean about perhaps some things are, are good, maybe not if you're vegetarian, I can understand that with the steak thing, or, or, or sometimes things can be, can be bad. Paul last week gave us progression or our progression in detail, progressing our thinking, our goals and our desires. But in chapter 4 and verse 4 through 9, he gives us the how. And believe it or not, it begins with habit or essentially a natural behaviour of a positive lifestyle choice. He says in verse 4 of, of the chapter that Lolly read for us, Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, just in case you missed it. Rejoice. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. And he even gives an exclamation mark. Now, my question straight off the bat, and, and maybe you're the same, is, is, okay, Paul, that's fine. But that doesn't actually fit all the time into day to day, does it? That's the question this morning. Things aren't always going to be joyful. It's not always our natural response, is it, to rejoice? I'm not on my own on that, I'm sure. Now, you might be in a position now where you're thinking, hey, the 4th of July has arrived. Now we're in the, the new week ahead of us. And, and that means that my hairdresser's appointment, I'm able to go and, and get my hair done. Okay, that is exciting, I think. Some of us need a haircut more than others. Um, I will argue that. Um, and then the, the joyful is, oh wow, exciting, the hairdresser's open. And then, well, when my wife goes, it seems to cost me a small fortune. So, so the joyful turns at that moment um, into something that actually brings just a little bit of dread in the pit of the stomach. I won't say gents, so are you with me? Because that'd be terrible. Anyway. And then you think, well, okay, the joyful news is that churches can reopen. And my heart goes, yes, finally. And then you read all the information and it is a minefield. And then my heart sinks a little bit and I find it difficult to be joyful because I'm, I just want it to be church and it doesn't look like it's going to feel like church for a while. You see, life doesn't always throw to us skittles and rainbows. That's the truth. It doesn't always give us that joy all the time when we look around about us. The truth is it's real and it's tough. And, and humour aside, the facts are that life can be brutal. And we've been in a period of time together, all of us, as, a, as a, a, a whole entire human race, in a position where it has been exceptionally and continues to be exceptionally difficult. You see, the truth is that there have been and there will be job losses. The truth is that there has been and there will be a lot of financial stress 
The truth is, and will continue to be, that there will be broken relationships and families that are struggling. There has been and will continue to be sickness and the loss of loved ones. It's not easy. And the reality is that it hasn't been easy and rejoicing hasn't always been at the forefront of our minds. I'm sure you'll be able to agree. And I guess if we were really honest this morning, it might not even be something that's even close to our to-do list. So what we have to do is we go back to what the word says and we go back to what Paul has said to us in verse four of chapter four. And he said, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. And ask then the question that you would if you were stood with Paul, you'd say to him, Paul, what on earth are you on about? As Christians, people who have realised, and, and this is the truth of it, because often the world puts a different spin on it, but as Christians, we are people that have realised the flaws and the failures in our life. We've realised the sin in our life, and we've accepted Christ as Saviour doesn't mean that we uh, are above anybody or special over anybody else. The truth is we've realised that we are sinners and we are in need of a saviour. So I've accepted Christ as my redeemer. I've accepted him as my saviour, as my Lord. I've realised and I've recognised what he did for me on that cross. Romans 5 and verse 8 says to us, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I've accepted that truth into my life and I've seen that God's love for me stretched far enough to give his very best for the very worst of me. And I've accepted Christ as my saviour. We have seen that then our true joy well, it doesn't depend on the circumstances or the current situation that surrounds us. Paul here is talking into something deeper. It depends then on the presence of God with us. It depends on God being in my every day, God being with me every day. And when we start to grasp that for its entirety and understand that we aren't doing day to day by ourselves, we can start to look a little bit higher than what we see around about us. That we have a God who is with us. We know that he is for us and we have learned that he will never leave us. And the word says never leave us nor forsake us. We can testify to the truth and the reality that he has saved us. And because of these things, because of this, he has given our joy a facelift. What do I mean by that? Well, just this, are you ready? My joy doesn't look around here, my joy looks up. 
And, and all of a sudden, my face is lifted to something that's far greater and far more wonderful than what I see around about me. I can start to look up. My joy is higher placed. My joy is looking further afield than the ground that I stand on. Our gaze then, church, is fixed on him. And the word backs that up as we look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. It says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He sat down because the work is completed. He has dealt with sin and death so that you and me, through him, can get back to a relationship with God. So therefore, when I take that in its totality and I view all that God's done for me, as I'm looking up, I'm in a, in a position now where I don't have to focus about what's around about me, but I can focus on him and I can know something far greater. I can know that God has got it and God knows what's going on. Did you hear in those verses in Hebrews 12 that it says that Jesus, for the joy set before him, endured the cross? It makes no sense at all. When you look at the cross from a human standpoint, there is no joy there at all. But of course there is joy. Because Jesus, again, was looking higher than what was around about him. He was looking to the fact that sin and death were going to be defeated through his perfect life. And the perfect life that he led enabled him to be that perfect sacrifice for you and for me. Because he was looking to God, to the bigger and to the better and the brighter future. A future that we could then have in him and through him redeemed. And, and Jesus on that cross was looking to the fact that he was redeeming humanity, those that would accept him as Lord and Saviour, that we could step into a relationship and into the presence of a holy God because and through Jesus Christ. Once then, church, we've grasped this and we heed Paul's teaching and we rejoice and, and let me say it again, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Then verse five through nine of these verses that Law read become more reality than impossible goals that we'll never achieve. Because on our own, it is impossible. But remember, God is with us. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us as I guarantee our deposit of our inheritance that we've accepted Christ the Saviour. So listen what he says then. Let your gentleness be evident to all. Verse 5. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lowly, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or have heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace, listen, will be with you. You see, Paul has enabled us now to lift up our gaze 
to give ourselves that facelift. Our anxiety can drop. Listen to what the word says. Our anxiety can drop because our prayer has gone up. So our anxiety can go down as our prayer life goes up and we talk to our Lord and Saviour. Our gaze is set on him. Our mind then is on the word and our heart is relieved of its burden. You see what the word is saying to us this morning. It's easy to just read these verses or even perhaps if you've been in church for a long time, you know the verses off by heart. But when you read them and you let them settle onto your heart, you see what they're trying to say, what God is saying to you and me today. Let's just read verse 7 again. And the peace of God, which passes or transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It's not a peace as the world can offer. And as we look around about us, we don't see much peace, do we? It's not a peace that the world can offer. It's only a peace that God can. So then we have to learn. And we have to apply it to our lives. And then our natural, permanent lifestyle will change and will give us the facelift that we so desperately need because our gaze is lifted. Our joy is permanent and fixed because of what God has done for us. And our peace is beyond then, as the world, uh, the word tells us, beyond the worldly understanding. Why? Well, because I know, because the word has told me, because of my relationship with God, because of what I've heard and I've understood and I've accepted into my life, I know that God has got this. I know that he always has had it and he always will have it. I know that he loves me. I know that he loves you. He loves us. He always has, and the word tells us he always will. He is desperate for us to come back into a relationship with him. And the word tells us too, that as we do that, as we accept Christ as our Lord and Saviour, that he will never leave us nor forsake us. And straight away, my whole perspective and outlook has changed because my joy isn't based around this, my joy is based there. And that is the God that we know and that we love. And that church is progress. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you this morning that we have been able to worship together. We've been able to look into your word. And we just ask, Lord, that you would just continue to speak into our hearts and into our minds. That, Father, we'd see and we'd understand and we'd soak it up ready, Father, to step into tomorrow. Lord, we just pray that you will help us to just continue to progress our thinking. Father, to keep our gaze fixed on you. We thank you, Lord, that things do seem to be easing. And we pray, Lord God, for all those that are, are still poorly with this disease, that, Father, that you might bring comfort and healing into each situation, Lord, as you will. Father, we just thank you for all that you're doing for us. Just help us, Lord, to just stay focused on you. We thank you for your goodness and your grace and your mercy. Bless us, Father, we pray. We ask these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. 
So again, church, thank you so much for joining with us this morning. We've loved the fact, again, that you are tuning in and God willing, we're getting to a position where things are getting so much more comfortable and restrictions are dropping. So keep praying and keep in touch and we'll hopefully see you all soon. God bless. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.